Auzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'na bima 'allamtana ve zidna ilmen nafi'ah. Allahumme erinel hakka hakkan ve erzukna ittiba'ah ve erinel batıla batılan ve erzukna ictinabe. Rabbi şrah li sadri ve yessir li emri ve ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qavli. Esselamu aleyküm ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Inshallah, in this episode, we will continue reading the 17th word. This treatise is about the reality and worth of this world and the hereafter. It is a commentary on the verses, or it is inspired by the verses. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Astaghfirullah. billah. Inna ja'alna ma'ala al-ardi zinatan laha linabluwahum ayyuhum ahsanu amala وَإِنَّا لَجَائِلُونَ مَا عَلَيْهَا صَعِيدًا And وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا لَعِبٌ وَلَهْوٌ So the first verse or verses are from the 18th chapter of the Quran, verses 7 and 8. And a translation might be, We have adorned the earth with attractive things so that we may test people to find out which of them do best, but we shall reduce all this to barren dust. And the second verse is, Quran chapter 6 verse 32 the life of this world is nothing nothing but a game and a distraction so Ustad Nursi first um, offers a beautiful exposition of uh, the meanings of this these verses the um, comparison of the worth the value uh, of this world and the hereafter and then he compiles uh, usually poetic the passages that he had uh, written earlier in his life and sometimes later in his life into what he calls the second station of the 17th word. We have uh, read the first station and now we are reading those some of those passages from the uh, second station. In the last episode we read a part of a passage that he had written during his stay uh, in Istanbul after World War uh, One and it was composed of two passages that he refers to as two levhas which can be translated as frames so if you were to write these passages with a beautiful khat, um, arabic uh, script and uh, frame them and hang on the wall one frame is about the world the other frame is about the hereafter and imagine these two frames facing one another onto walls or you can imagine uh, the the visualize the uh, imagery that these frames are creating in the mind and you can think of those two uh, visual imagery as two uh, frames that face one another the first frame is um, what we see when we look at the world from the point of view of heedlessness and the second frame is what we see when we look at the world from the f- uh, point of view of faith, monotheism. Uh, he precedes the text with a brief explanation. I'm going to read that explanation. And I'm going to read the first frame about uh, 
how the world is seen from the point of view of uh, view of heedlessness which we read and reflected upon in the past episode the and and inshallah in this episode we will move on to read the second frame which is about a monotheistic perspective uh, in understanding the world uh, the first part that we have already covered i'm going to read only in english inshallah so bismillah two frames about 25 years ago at the joshua hill by the bosphorus at a time when i had decided to abandon the world some of my important friends visited me in order to return me to the world back to my former state i said leave me until tomorrow let me do istikhara that is seek counsel with god these two framed passages came to my heart in the morning they resemble poetry but they are not poetry i did not try to improve them out of respect for the memory of that blessed incident it was preserved as it came it was included at the end of the 23rd word it is moved here due to the relevance of the station first frame this is the frame that describes the reality of the world of the people of heedlessness do not call me to the world i came to it and saw it to be temporal when heedlessness became a veil i saw the light of the real to be concealed i saw all things and existent beings each to be temporal and harmful if you mention existence i donned it ah oh, it was non-existence i saw much trouble in it if you mention life i tasted it i saw it torment within torment the very intellect became a punishment i saw lastingness to be a calamity the span of life became vain desire itself i saw perfection to be a waste itself the deeds became very ostentation i saw expectation to be pain itself reunion became extinction itself i saw the remedy to be the very affliction these lights turned into darknesses i saw these loved ones to be orphans these sounds became the heralds of death i saw these living beings to be the dead all knowledge turned into groundless illusions in wisdoms i saw a thousand diseases the light became very pain in existence i saw a thousand instances of non-existence if you mention the beloved i found it ah i saw much pain in separation now the second frame that was how the world appears from the point of view of, of heedlessness that is from the point of view of a person who does not believe in god and whose world is not illuminated with the faith with the light of faith the second frame is when the world is illuminated with the light of faith and the reality of things are shown so the first frame that ugly um, gloomy dark frame that we just read about that is not real that is our misperception that is our delusion it is illusionary and since the source of the illusion is in our minds it is delusionary 
The second frame is reality as reality is. And now we are going to read that inshallah. Second frame. Ehl-i hidayet ve huzurun hakikati dünyalarına işaret eder levhadır. This is the frame that points to the reality of the world of the people of guidance and divine presence. So people of guidance and divine presence. Guidance, guidance is from God. And God sends his guidance first and foremost in the form of his messengers so that they can um, not only convey the message but also show us how to live it. The last of those prophets was Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So God sent to the humankind and the jinn and to the entire existence, but especially the humankind and the jinn, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam with a duty. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam had the duty of conveying and now that we received the message, we have the duty of living that message and the message first and foremost is that there is God God is one there is no God there is no deity of worship other than God and Muhammad is his slave and messenger once we hear this message understand it accept and internalize and cherish and embrace it we are believers and that belief establishes a connection a connection between us and the creator it relates us to the creator and that relation that connection illuminates the world and our world becomes a beautiful beautiful place we start to see things as they are because the things as they are are first and foremost the manifestations of God's mercy and mercy manifests itself in the form of beauty and therefore things as they are are beautiful and that's people of guidance and divine presence so we first admit accept admit embrace our faith and we establish that connection and then we start to live accordingly and as we live accordingly we start to see the signs of creation wherever we turn we start to recognize our our lord's acts everywhere in ourselves and in the cosmos in the internal and the external worlds that we witness and therefore we live with a constant sense of presence with a sense of being present in God's sight and knowledge with an understanding and recognition that he is seeing us he is hearing us and perhaps we can come to a point where we live as if we see him because even if we don't see him we know that he is seeing us so when we believe and live in these ways or this one and the same thing in this way our world becomes beautiful. How? Dema gaflet zeval buldu ve nuru hak ayan gördüm. When heedlessness became extinct, right? In the first one, heedlessness had caused reality to be concealed. The real had to be concealed. Heedlessness had concealed our Lord from us, concealed the signs of creation, concealed 
are able to, to see what is in this world as acts of our Lord and to see his attributes behind those acts, to see his conduct beyond, beyond those attributes. We could not see that. But when hiddenness became extinct, when we tore apart that veil, when we believed, when we established firm faith in the existence and mercy of our Lord, then heedlessness became extinct and I saw the light of the real manifest. Ustad Nursi is saying this. And we can do that too. We can see the light of the real manifest. Vücud burhan zat oldu. Hayat mirat haktır. Gör. Existence became the demonstration of the divine entity. What is existence? Everything that we can see around. The word in Arabic is wujud, and it is also it can also be used for our corpse, our our body, right? Because it's also something that exists and that we can uh, th that we can notice the existence of at the first instance. And the meaning of this word wujud comes from wajada, which means to find things that we can find internally or externally things that we can find i.e things that we, are, we see are in existence or things can be found it's not only limited by us but things that can be found things can that can be recognized existence so we look around and whatever we see whatever we recognize inside and outside became the demonstration of the divine entity so his imprints are his demonstrations if i see a table i do not think that a an old tree somehow fell finished its lifespan somehow fell and broke in such a way to um form a table that would be absurd my intellect would not accept that i know that if there is a table there is a carpenter in the in the way that we are told the bad one uh, explains the matter when asked when, how he knows that the God exists he says in the desert if I see the the remnants of a, a camel right the if I see a camel dung I know that there was a camel there I know that the source of what I'm seeing there it, it was a camel I don't think it just appeared there out of nothing out of thin air now, if I can recognize this with regard to camel dung, what about these skies, these stars, these mountains with these plateaus, all this beautiful and magnificent and tremendous stuff that I'm seeing around? Can this be without a source? That source is God. He is the creator, right? So everything shows, demonstrates that he exists and the harmony beauty and many other things in existence demonstrate that he is one existence became the demonstration of the divine entity life is a mirror of the real sea life is a mirror of the real sea now everything is a mirror of the real but life is extra mirror because um, inanimate beings let's say a rock Right? It's just a rock and it's, it, it, it just sits there. 
it does not interact with much outside of its own local small existence and environment whereas a living being is interacts with everything the rock interacts too but its interaction is not as uh, conspicuous not as apparent not as visible but the living being its interaction with the rest of the world is tremendous enormous you can start from a cell in a leaf on a tree and connect that to the first furthest uh, star in the known universe so therefore life is a mirror of the real see akıl miftahı kenz oldu fena bab bekadır gör the intellect became a key to treasures so what was the intellect before it was a source of punishment it was punishment itself but now what did it become it became a source of treasures intellect became a key to treasures what are those treasures using our intellect we discover the treasures in existence and the first and foremost of those treasures are the names of our Lord we look at the tree and we see that it is living and we know that there is a source of life and the source of life has to be living and we therefore know that our Lord is living we look at the tree and see that it is being provided for and there has to be a source of that provision and we know that the source of that provision is the provider our Lord we discover these treasures in existence with our intellect we use our intellect to learn about our Lord to know our Lord annihilation is the gate of everlastingness see so annihilation was the end of it it was a you know dungeon that's where we were going with annihilation with apparent annihilation there is no annihilation in the in a in the true sense of the world by god's grace inshallah as long as he sustains us we are in existence and death is not the the end of his sustenance death is a change of state we change from our existence in this worldly body to existences in other forms of bodies depending on the stages in the uh, in the hereafter so therefore annihilation that is death in here becomes the gate of everlastingness we move we move on we face death here in this world but we don't in paradise inshallah and, and, and in hell either may God protect us from that Kemal'in leması söndü fakat şemsi cemal var gör the flash of perfection died away yet there exists the sun of beauty see now before we had seen perfection as waste why let's say that um let's say let's think of a really ideal person like, like einstein he attends school apparently he had had problems at school but somehow in the end he makes it through he attends university gets his PhD very intelligent perfect man like so smart and so knowledgeable and so his mind is in the right place and he is inventing so much so much so much etc etc but then what it's all wasted all that effort all that um, all that expense of intellect and energy and time and whatever all of that where is Einstein dead it went to waste 
Were there things that he produced? Yes. Will they stay? No. Those will also disappear at some point. Nothing lasts. I mean, some of what he produced led to nuclear weapons and etc. So there is that kind of waste in that too. But even if that's not the case, perhaps that wasn't his intention. Let's assume that that wasn't his intention. Even the good things that human beings bring to this world do not last. Sooner or later, they are going to disappear. At some point, if nothing else, the world will uh, disappear. The sun, the sun will die and the world will die with the sun. So, what's the point of working toward perfection then? If, er if everything is doomed, why, why work? Well, start here says, the flash of perfection died away. That is, the flash of wor perfect, the worldly perfection. All worldly perfection is just a flash. It flashes and disappears. It's a twinkle. It's not a lasting light. It's just a twinkle in darkness. If it is worldly perfection, yet there exists the sun of beauty. See what God lasts. And if we can recognize reality as reality is and know that all perfection that we witness in this world is but a flash, a reflection, a reflecting uh, moment, a momentary reflection of the perfection of the sun, right? That is our Lord. That is God. The permanent light, the source of perfection, the perfect one who has beauty and majesty. And when his majesty and beauty come together, combined, he has perfection. That is where we find perfection. If we see perfection as being his manifestation, as his reflection, then we can see perfection lasting. Otherwise, no, there is no lasting perfection in this world. Zeval aynı visal oldu, elem aynı lezzettir gör. Extinction became very reunion. Where do I go when I die? I go to the hereafter where I am looking forward to meeting my beloveds, the Prophet ﷺ, other prophets, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, God's beloved, saints of God, the best of humanity, all those beautiful, beautiful creatures of God, the beautiful slaves of God, who are, you probably, you can think, like that they are in a circle of remembrance, enjoying themselves in the hereafter. I'm going to go there and join them. I'm going to go join my father and mother who passed away. People who had loved ones and those loved ones passed away. They are going to look forward to joining them. More, most important, we are going to go join our Lord, the source of all beauty. What we yearn for, for in everything that we think we are yearning for in this world is actually manifestations of his beauty all those love poems love songs love novels myths legends etc the what the beloved is yearning for is not what, what the lover is yearning for is not the beloved himself or herself it is the manifestation of God's beauty that he sees or she sees in his or her beloved. But they don't recognize the reality of the matter and they, are, they mistake the worldly reflection for the actual source. So we are yearning 
we are yearning for reunion with our Lord and the span of life will come to an end and at that point extinction will become very reunion pain is the very delight see in two ways one in every pain that we experience we are looking forward to its end and there is pleasure in looking forward to its end whereas in every pleasure that we have we are looking forward to its end and in looking forward to its end there's pain so there's pain and pleasure and there's pleasure in pain right but in in another sense the pain that we are experiencing here is the is the, the pangs of birth we are looking forward to that reunion and therefore sacrificing for it struggling for it persevering persevering in our in our um, struggle to reach that point in and of itself is joyful enjoyable worldly loves too are usually painful but people love, love it when when they experience it they 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 um, they enjoy it they look forward to it or they look back to it with nostalgia right that's how it is in our struggle in this world I mean, this world is you know this 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 world we come to here for the trial and tribulation but in our trial and tribulation we look forward to building ourselves up to the presence of our Lord if we can build ourselves selves well when we are in his presence we will be able to lift our heads and look at him and gaze upon his countenance and 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 inshallah he will tell us welcome my slave you I'm accepting you among my my uh, slaves enter my paradise there you are going to be blessed forever with my favors that's what we are looking forward to therefore the trial and tribulation that's here becomes an opportunity for us to to um, not earn but prepare ourselves in a way where we can be deserving of our Lord's grace inshallah ömür nefsi amel oldu ebed aynı ömürdür gör this span of life became a deed in itself eternity is the very span of life see the span of life became a deed in itself. Living is amal. Living is deed. If you are living with faith, when you turn to the sky in the morning and recognize it as your creator's sign, a sign of creation from your Lord, and you say, Subhanallah, that those moments of life that you are going through are worship. If you are praying five times a day, fulfilling your obliga obligations to your Lord, everything else that you do in this world in order to sustain yourself, He sustains you, but He charges you with some duties in that sustenance, in the process of that sustenance. Those things that you do are worship because you are fulfilling your Lord's command. Your Lord commanded to, you to seek your food. Your Lord commanded you to seek your sustenance. You are seeking it. That's worship. You are raising your children. That's worship. You are preparing food for your children. That's worship. You are visiting a friend. That's worship. You are going to bed. You are making the du'as that the Prophet ﷺ taught us before you go to bed and you are falling asleep in a state of faith. That's worship. So, life, the span of life, the time that we spend in this world, 
having this world it becomes a deed in itself and then eternity is the very span of life we recognize that the span of life is not the 70 80 whatever however many years that we are usually usually uh, blessed with in this world it is eternity we look forward to eternity there is life after death and that life after death is forever by God's grace inshallah zalam zarfı ziya oldu bu mefte hak hayat var gör darkness became the envelope of radiant light there is true life in this death see darkness became the envelope of radiant light we were seeing darkness all around right but now we recognize that that darkness envelopes light things are known by their opposites we could not know we could not have a sense of eternity if we were not facing annihilation we would not have a sense of uh, mercy if we did not go through tribulations and felt the absence of that mercy but th that that would be relative absence because even in trials and tribulations there is mercy but we see a relative absence we see non-existence moments of non-existence instances of non-existence of mercy and therefore we recognize mercy when we are sick we recognize the, the value of our health when we uh, when we are squeezed with time like when we have to finish something and we don't have enough time we cannot make it to something we recognize the value of our uh, time when we lose loved ones we recognize the value of having them otherwise we we uh, we become desensitized to the blessings that we are surrounded with otherwise we stop recognizing blessings as blessings so darkness has became the envelope of radiant light there is true life in this death see what is life life is the waiting room for death as we live we live to die that's the end of it that is the ultimate reality that is the ultimate truth but once again once we recognize our Lord and once we recognize reality as reality is that this life is not the be and be and be all end of all in and of itself that this life is just created to for trial and tribulation to see which one of us are better and in the end it will all become dust but there will there will be a reality that will abide and we will be a part of that reality right then life is in death everything here is transient temporal true life that is continual life we are looking forward to that after death bütün eşya en iyi soldu bütün asvad zikirdir gör all things became congenial all sounds are voices of remembrance see what is the connection between me and the the clouds that are bringing the hurricane the thunder what is the connection between me and the earth that may shake at any time and swallow me in the absence of a god who created us all and who is treating us all with mercy and who is gracing me with his special gaze of mercy in this world in the absence of that I, there is no connection 
the clouds are alien to me the trees are alien to me my parents are alien to me my child is alien to me we are different entities there is nothing that connects us directly at the end of the day everybody fans for themselves the lion fans for itself i'll fan for myself there is no connection between us however however if i recognize god and if i recognize that he is the creator of all he is the provider of all he is the owner of all we are the slaves we are the creatures of the same god and through him we connect to one another and i know that he is the merciful he put mercy in me he put mercy in the cloud whatever is happening is what is best for me and i don't need to be fearful in this world I need to look around and rather than fearing the happenings of this world rather than uh, fearing and being be, be, being uh, stressed and distressed with the sense of alienation from the world rather than that I should feel the congeniality that is between me and them in the way that the children of the same family the two brothers two sisters brothers and sisters feel that sense of closeness sense of being kin to one another, another rather than aliens the tree is my kin the cloud is my kin the particle of dust in the air is my kin we are all the slaves the creatures of the same lord we are all the signs of creation for the same creator we glorify him together the thunder glorifies god the star glorifies god the sun glorifies god and i glorify god and i present the glorifications of everything that is in existence to god with a universal sense of with a universal intention with a universal sense of gratitude and glorification bütün zerratı mevcudat birer zakir müsebbih gör. Bütün zerratı mevcudat birer zakir müsebbih gör. All particles of existent beings are each performers of remembrance. We just mentioned this, right? All particles of existent beings, not only the composite bodies that we see around, not only the tree, the cloud, the the um, the, the rock, whatever, but the particles, even their particles are performers of remembrance each a glorifier see the entire world is filled with this beautiful melody of glorification subhanallah 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 we are all glorifying our lord together it's beautiful Fakr kenzi guna buldum azdatam kuvvet var gör I found poverty to be the treasure of sufficiency there is complete power in impotency what is sufficiency I know that my lord is merciful whatever he gives to me is what is best for me perhaps I I uh, perhaps I have a salary of let's say uh, um a hundred gold pieces a month and my neighbor has 500 gold pieces a month now i obviously i can be filled with this with a sense of envy and that's going to that's going to eat my heart up life that's going to pain my heart 
However, if I know that if I'm not making 500 gold pieces a, a, a month, that's because that's what my Lord what my Lord apportioned for me and he is merciful and he's merciful to me and that is what is best for me if I had 500 gold pieces a month perhaps that was going to be trouble for me not mercy for me not blessing for me of course I can try to achieve more because I don't know at the end of the day what my Lord apportioned for me I'm going to seek that but whatever I have is whatever whatever is best for me and in my poverty, I find pleasure. Because my poverty is my Lord's blessing for me too. And at the end of the day, poverty is not only not having gold pieces. Poverty is not having what you need. The measure of our poverty is, 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 is our needs. And we are infinitely needy. When we recognize that, we recognize that, oh, one second. It's not only about gold pieces. Everything that I need, I have no no means of achieving them. But I am being fed. I am being um, provided with air. I am being provided with energy. I am being provided with company. I am being provided with all sorts of things, day in and day out, from moment to moment. Then I recognize that it is my Lord who is giving all of these things to me. And as long as I am grateful to Him, and sufficiency is the secret of being able to grateful if i if i if i can reach a sense of sufficiency i can more easily bring out the gratitude that's in me and if i can show gratitude to him that's a treasure that is what's going to one buy a sense of uh, contentment and therefore felicity in this world and two take me to paradise inshallah there is complete power in impotence see so if i thought that i had power f for anything like i have the power to speak now i have the power to turn a computer on i have the power to drive a car etc if i thought that i had the power for anything i would be living in a world of delusions because i don't have power for anything i have no power whatsoever all power belongs to him so if i were living in that state of delusion I would be mistaking uh, the trials and tribulations of this world, the test of this world, for real life itself. And I would be losing in the end. But if I recognize that I have no power whatsoever for anything, but at the same time things are happening, then I would see that things are happening and they are good for me. I would see that he is doing all this for me he is he is using his power in order to sustain me so then whatever I need I can put my uh, my petitions before his door and he has power for everything so in my impotence I found his power by recognizing that I'm impotent I came to the conclusion that all power belongs to him and his power is he's omnipotent he's all-powerful there's no end to his power he can provide everything therefore there's nothing that he cannot provide for me there is never any ground for despair in this world if you found God all things are yours see how so 
but they belong to God. He is my Lord, and He made me His vicegerent in this world. He is giving what He has to me in trust to use. I have access to everything that He, within boundaries, lets me use. The lamb that is grazing the pasture, I, I don't own it. It's not mine. But he says, I, I made it halal for you. I made it halal for you. Just pay attention to this while slaughtering it. Don't hurt it too much. Uh, when you eat the meat, make sure that it is clean, etc., etc. When I fulfill these, uh, when I fulfill these conditions, when I fulfill the, when I stay within the boundaries that he draws, and that too is for my benefit, as long as I do that, as long as I am his slave and I act as his slave, he made me the vicegerent of this world. He gave everything to my, to my, um, for, for, he, he made everything available for my usage. So what else do I need? What else do I want? On my own, I could not procure anything. I could not procure a molecule of air. When we think of these things, we, uh, you know, property, etc., we think of the, the, uh, you know, property that society recognized as property you know, my car uh, my my bank account etc we recognize these as property property is significantly more than that what we are using what we possess and what we are benefiting from is significantly more than that what about your health how much money in your bank account could purchase health for you what about your happiness because you have a, a beautiful peaceful family how much money in the bank account could purchase that happiness for you? What about your children? What if he did not bless you with children? What could you do? And if he did not bless you with children, that is what's best for you. So property is not only what society recognizes as property. What we have is a lot more than that. And if we recognize him as our Lord, if we find him as God, all things are ours. See? Eğer maliki mülke memluk isen onun mülkü senindir gör. If you are a slave of the owner of dominion, his dominion is yours. See. Not yours to appropriate, but yours to use. Yours to benefit from. Eğer hodbin ve kendi nefsine maliksen bila addin beladır gör. If you are self-centered, now, if you are a slave of the owner of dominion, his dominion is yours. But if you are self-centered and in possession of your own self, that is countless calamity. See, because you cannot be in possession of yourself. That's delusion. That is countless calamity. See, bila haddin azabdır, bila gayret ağırdır, gör. Tad, bila gayret ağırdır, gör. It is boundless torment, taste. It is endlessly heavy. See, Ustad Nursi uses a uh, metaphor or pa parable to explain this elsewhere. He uh, refers to, he, he uh, gives us the story of two friends who uh, get on a ship. The ship is going, going on a long uh, distance and they both have their backpacks. Their backpacks are filled with all their provisions. It's heavy. Maybe they also have uh, you know, rifles in order for, uh, for protection. Uh, so one of these friends puts his bag on the floor and sits on it and he's you know, enjoying himself. The other one is 
at the edge he's hold he, he doesn't put the backpack down and he is carrying it on his back he is holding on to it perhaps he's holding on the rifle too the the smart let's say friend tells him what are you doing why are you carrying that just put in you know sit be comfortable the other one says no this is mine i'm i'm going to carry it something may happen to it right now the other friend says look this is a ship it has a captain there is order in this ship the the captain has means to to uh ensure order on this ship and the ship is made strong the captain is uh, in charge of maintaining the ship it is strong nothing will happen to it if you put it on the floor the floor is not break and your you know your bag is not going to fall through into the into the sea and moreover if you act you know so anxious uh, that means that you are not recognizing the order that the captain has provided in this ship and therefore the captain may uh, not take this too well and perhaps he's going to be upset with you perhaps he's going to punish you in the end right so we all have a load but that load is not to carry on our backs that load is to put down and sit on it and put our trust in god he takes care of it the, the ship is going regardless whether you whether you uh you know stand or sit whether you carry your lord on your back or sit on, on the on the uh, put it on the floor and sit on it the ship is moving you are going to where you are going everything is going to where they are supposed to be going it's not going to make a difference but that is if you recognize god as the owner of everything as the lord as the caretaker as the nurturer of everything if you are self-centered and in possession of your own self that's countless calamity see i mean you will see bila haddin azabdir tad bila gayet ağırdır gör it is boundless torment taste it is endlessly heavy see eğer hakiki abdi huda bin isen hudusuz bir safadır gör now if you are a truly god-centered slave not self-centered but god-centered slave that is unlimited joy see being a slave is being in his protection it is like a child a small child let's say two three, like a toddler who faces a difficulty sees his mother and runs to his mother and finds comfort in the in the bosom of his mother he likes to be possessed by his mother he likes to be held by his mother he enjoys it. that is where he finds joy protection safety security um, tranquility that is where we find our tranquility in being slaves of our lord there's unlimited joy in that hesapsız bir sevap var tad nihayetsiz saadet gör there's a reward with no account taste it see endless felicity now there's a reward with no count boundless countless reward and that's paradise that's the that's seeing the countenance of our lord in paradise but there is reward in this world too a believer is in such a state in this world that if he is a true believer if he is recognizing a reality as reality is if he is in the presence of his lord so if he is one of the people of presence there is not nothing that is bad for him in this world he is as if he is in paradise while in this world 
if he is in trouble he shows patience he knows that it is from his Lord he meets it with patience and he he finds pleasure he finds pleasure one in the presence of his Lord he can sense the majesty of his Lord in the troubles that he is going through two in knowing that he is being rewarded right he's going to go to inshallah paradise he's going his sins are going to be forgiven because of what's going on here uh, perhaps he's going to his his station will be elevated because of what's going on here perhaps he committed sins and those are going to be forgiven because of what's what's going on here because of the tribulation that is afflicting him now right if he is in a state of um comfort and pleasure if all you know if things are all good that's good because he shows gratitude and he is earning reward for it he knows that neither the pains nor the pleasures of this world are going to last but there are ways to transfer them to the bank account of the hereafter where they will uh, last forever where they will be kept for us to use when we go to the final and eternal abode inshallah all we do here is to deposit money in that bank account and may God make us among those who will be rich over there not among those who will go bankrupt over there I mean so this was the second frame and inshallah uh, there's a little more in the 17th word we will continue with that in the next episode but in the meanwhile we should try to internalize these frames the more we visualize these the more we see the world from these two the more we understand the reality of the world from these two points of view uh, from the point of view of heedlessness and from the point of view of view of um, monotheism the more we internalize this the happier we will become the more we are going to be enjoy reality for once again for reality is beautiful سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم وآخر دعواهم أن الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة